Have mercy on my soul, don't let my heart turn cold Have mercy on me, have mercy on my soul Don't let my heart turn cold Have mercy on many men Many, 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 many men Wish death for me, yeah I don't cry no more I don't look to the sky no more Cause I got it on me I got it on me I got it on me You could run up if you want Mercy on me What's going on internet? Analytic here, aka Dreams, and I would like to welcome you to mine, which I call the Notorious Mass Effect Podcast. I'm your hip-hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of pop culture mixed in. For episode 5, we're going to be getting into Sports vs. COVID-19, Pop Smoke's new album, with a little bit of Pusha T, Drake beef. Then we're going to get into Mixer converting to Facebook gaming, and finally, TikTok. But before that, make sure to click my link tree in my bio to to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. Also, make sure to hit that subscribe button on my YouTube and share this podcast as this helps to, helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Now, switching it up a little bit. We're going to be getting into the quote of the pod. And from, from my previous my previous four... four um, podcast i don't even think i used a word for a quote of the pod well i mean if it's a quote it doesn't have to be a word but for this podcast i'm I'm, for this podcast and future podcasts i'm gonna start saying the quote or the word i want to be the main focus throughout uh the topic of this and for this um certain topic is the word for me for the quote of the quote of the pod is going to be safety and that's because we're going to get into sports versus COVID-19. So you could probably already tell how safety has to, uh, how safety correlates with what I'm about to talk about. And that's because sports versus COVID-19 has been a real fight. I mean, that's been one of the biggest fights going on right now, whether to have sports, whether to not have sports. And it's just been a ongoing debate by certain experts in the game and experts in the uh, medical field. And they've just gone, been going back and forth. You know, it's funny how um, some sports experts all of, all of a sudden become uh, doctors and with uh, imaginary PhDs because, like, they will start saying, well, the people I talk to say, like, if we use this certain uh, precaution and we, we keep these athletes at a certain distance from the fans, like, they'd be saying all this uh, crazy stuff but at the end of the day it really like comes down to how many people are they willing to sacrifice in order to have a sports season and for many I think that's kind of an uncomfortable uh, conversation I don't think many sports shows even talk about that at all because somebody has to be sacrificed I mean I've I haven't seen one plan yet even the NBA bubble I haven't seen one plan yet where where it says this will 100% cut out uh, COVID-19. Like, 100% nobody will get it. Like, none of the plans I've seen says that. They all have this hopeful plan of trying to finish. And that's because that COVID-19 is, like, still a huge deal in our society. And that's why certain events that are going on right now, like... I just finished watching uh, watching the main event for UFC 
and no no fans being in the arena for the octagon um i guess they call it like fight island or whatever but like no fans being there is just so weird to see just it's just like it's basically like if you're an athlete it's basically like practicing but you're practicing against the person you gotta beat and it's like a it goes to your record you know like it's it's a practice atmosphere but you have to hype yourself up as if it was a game or if it because it is a game but i don't know if y'all got that reference but anyways um one of the biggest reasons i'm bringing this up for this podcast because it's been going on for so long is that because uh college football um has been taking the the many steps to trying to complete the season and that's because of them um being on the forefront of this thing because they have to start soon and when i mean soon i mean like like uh they don't have too much time to um waste on getting a plan together because i think they're one of the first major sports up for me it always goes college football nfl ncaa basketball the nba and for other people i mean you know you probably watch other sports for, but for me that's all the championships that matter to me and like that goes on throughout the year so anyways, the big the Big Ten um, moves to conference only schedules to a conference only schedule, and that's because that uh, they're saying that we may not have sports in the fall. So it's making a lot of people change up their um, schedules. Like I think the Pac-12 did the same thing, and this will be huge because not a lot of um, non-conference opponents will be able to get that check that they get for playing big teams like that. And so that's a big blow to non-conference teams that may not be as uh, notable with as much uh, with with not as much uh, um, they don't have a lot of eyes on them like big uh, Big Ten conferences do. So this announcement was made. I don't know when this announcement was made, but. <laughs> It was it was made pretty soon, like uh, I think last week or um, I'm making this podcast on hold up on July 12th. So it was sometime throughout this week and uh, we are facing. Okay, so the Big Ten put out a statement basically talking about how they're facing COVID-19, how they're trying to combat it with certain um quote unquote game plans not to like not to make a pun but basically making game plans to combat uh COVID-19 and try to get around it but uh for the most part they haven't got down the non-conference games yet so that's why they uh switched it to conference only schedule because they haven't figured out how to play non-conference games and make it um in a way that it won't explode into something bigger because that's what none of the sports that start up want to have what i think like one of the sports is this is going to happen but none of the sports want to be the first one to start their plan and it completely backfires like tests like positive tests after positive tests no sport wants that so they're all taking the necessary precautions to make sure that this goes smoothly so that's why you see conference games like this being like one of the one of the main solutions because the Ivy Leagues they just stop like they stop play all together. They said we're not having fall sports. So you you see where they're at and they was the first ones to shut down before 
the major uh, sports program shut down for uh, when COVID first came up. So that so that should tell you something. But yeah, so that's the most thing. I, that's the main thing with college football that I wanted to get into. Uh, I mean, basically what I touched on with the Ivy League ruling out play is that because they said that the COVID-19, they like contacted their doctors and they haven't uh, been uh, notarized or, or uh, haven't been contacted on to change what they've been doing, which is uh, quarantining and, and social distancing and stuff like that. So they've been saying like, they talked to their doctors and they're saying that we should even have a season and so we're not. And it's just kind of like a, a, a he say, she say when it comes to who's right and who's not. As far as like what I think, I think that football is the last sport that <laughs> should be trying to combat the COVID-19. Like I could see a sport like the UFC or tennis or baseball trying to because those are not non-contact sports, but UFC is one-on-one. Tennis is, uh, you have a whole, like, you're, you're basically social distance in the in the rules. It's basically in the rules, unless you play, like, doubles, I guess. And then baseball, I mean, you're spread out on the huge field. So, I mean, contact sports like NBA, NFL, team contact sports, not just contact sports, because that takes UFC out. But team contact sports are... We'll have a harder time with this than non-contact or um, predominantly non-contact sports. Because when you touch somebody, like if you're sweating all over him, like trying to post them up and you find out he has COVID. Well, he touched you. You touched your teammate. You like you, you see how you see where I'm going with it. So that's a huge thing with the Ivy League shutting down because it was the first one to shut down when COVID first came up. And that was all I really have for the um for college football. And just getting into the the events as a whole, because I believe that these events are actually let's give a ch- I don't know if it's uh premature, but let's give a cheers to Ivy League for making the hard decisions. Cause I believe that making that decision was not easy at all. Because if you've seen the number on how much ticket sales bring in in the NCAA football season in arenas, like artists always talk about selling out arenas all the time because it's a huge deal. Some football teams do that on the daily. So, well, not the daily, but like every game. You get what I'm saying? So, to cancel the whole season is a huge decision that just shows you how big COVID is because they will not stop money for anything. Like companies love to make money. Like they would rather have their employees die before they stop um before they stop the pro- production line, you know? Or before they start stop making money. So getting into the other sports, because not a lot of not a lot of sports are following in the Ivy League uh footsteps. Because for the NFL, I mean, the players have got together saying that they voted um, scrapping the preseason preseason games. So whatever that's going to do for the NFL, I don't know what that has to do with anything. Some people need those preseason games, like the people trying to make a roster. But not even like that's a minute point. But for the bigger picture, people trying to make an NFL roster, you can't make an NFL roster if there's no preseason games and you're borderline making the team like you're just going to get cut. But as far as the bigger picture, the NFL, I don't think will end up even going 
past week three and i mean if it does kudos to them but with the nfl being so huge even without the fans you're gonna have at least 100 to well i don't know how many people but basically you have the football team which is a lot of players a lot of coaches for each specific uh specific position then you have the people working the cameras the people working the chains the people working the broadcast like it's just it's a lot for the nfl so i don't see them completing their season nba they announced that they're going to do the bubble at walt disney world uh resort they're actually there right now getting ready to start playing and the nba gives me a little bit of hope just because i've seen the the um basketball tournament which we're going to get into in the, uh after this and they go they're going on right now and they're kind of like the same format and if they can get their um tournament going with no hiccups or anything i think one team had to cancel i don't know why but maybe due to COVID, I don't want to speak though, because it just said cancel. I didn't get a reason for it. But um, they're basically, well, they are a basketball um, isolated from the world. So that if that's working, I have I have hope for the NBA bubble being completed, and we we will be able to see an NBA champion be crowned for MLB. MLB's been going through it. The players been going with, been going at the owners, or I don't know if it's the owners or the high. I mean, it's the higher ups, basically the players versus the higher ups. And um, they just said no spring or summer camp. I, uh, no, I, I think they said no spring or summer camp. I'm not sure, but uh, they cut out something at, before the season, and I think they're cutting down the main season to like sixty some games or eighty some games. I'm not sure, but. I know MLB players, they play like 3,000 games, don't they? <laughs> MLB players got to play like every single game. It seems like every dollar they make is a game they have to play. I mean, they play a humongous amount of games. Like, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. Anyways, so they're doing that. They're shortening the season. Most of these uh, most of these pro sports are just, are just shutting, shortening the season. Um, soccer. I don't know what soccer's doing. Like, I really like, I think they're playing right now. I think they're playing uh, without the COVID 19, like, somehow the isolating it. I mean, I think soccer's more overseas, ain't it? If I'm not mistaken, I think soccer's more of an overseas sport than an American, like, because NFL is an American based sport, like the teams. Soccer, I think, is more international, if I had to guess. So, uh, not if I had to guess. I know it's more international because of people like like Messi making like so much money. Like people like the uh, people look at LeBron, but if you look at the top paid soccer athlete, the type of money those people make will make you want to change sports like immediately. <laughs> like why was I training in this sport for so long when people make this much money in this? But soccer, you got to run a lot, so. That ain't for me. Anyways, uh, the NCAA, the Big Ten. Well, we already talked about them. We just we just went on a. Yeah, we definitely went through them. Um, NHL. Y'all watch the NHL? Like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful or anything, but I remember the Toronto Raptors was going against the uh, Golden State Warriors, and they was about to win the thing, win the uh, gold, win the NBA title, and they was talking about hockey. I was like, imagine the American. Well, I don't. Know. 
I guess it's different in different countries. Or not guess. It is different in different countries. But, man, your basketball team is about to win the NBA title and you're still talking about hockey? Like, that's some respect. <laughs> that's why Kawhi left. But anyways, um, getting into the PGA. The PGA postponed the Ryder Cup and the President Cup. I don't know what that is, but I do like watching golf from time to time. It's a very uh, relaxing sport to watch. Not to play. I don't I tried to play one time, end up missing the ball like three or four times, just a little starting when you like start it off. Yeah, that's not not for me. I had to get a coach or something. Um, the Olympics, everybody know that the Olympics was postponed to July 23rd, uh, 2021. So hopefully they keep that up. I'm pretty sure they will. I mean, 2021 is uh, a ways away and, and especially July 23rd. So hopefully we can see that happen because I know LeBron and them are definitely going to want to play together uh LeBron Steph and all them definitely want to see how that team's gonna come together I mean imagine LeBron and oh I don't even think Giannis could be on that team you know Giannis would probably play for um what's the team Greece I want to say Greece I'm probably that's probably the wrong team anyways Giannis won't be on the team but I, I just I don't even know if we ever see LeBron and Giannis be on the same team Giannis really take that competitiveness to another level Anyways, uh, cycling, the Tour de France has been po postponed. I would think cycling would be one of those that you could do, but like, because you're like moving most of the time, like you're not right, like you're right next to each other sometimes, but like, I don't know, I guess not, whatever. Tennis, I don't really watch, do y'all watch tennis? tennis? Tennis is an underrated sport, like it's hard to play. Um, Horse racing, yeah, we're done with the list. We're done with the list. Uh, yeah, so basically the sports are having trouble trying to start their season with COVID. Or not start, but just have a plan to don't to not make it look like they just didn't try at all. Like, Because the last thing you want is for the fans to look at you and, and say that you didn't even try to make a plan for your athletes to be safe. Like you don't even care about your athletes. Because to be honest... Most of these owners of, of the pro teams don't really care about their players. It's just about the bottom line, which, I mean, they are business. They are running multi-million dollar businesses. So, um, yeah, but the basketball tournament, which I was referring to when I was talking about the NBA, is going on right now during the semifinals. Uh, I think like July 12th. Uh, I think the, 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 the semifinals are... If I'm not mistaken, I think the semifinals are... I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, I think it's today. I want to say it's today because uh, I know that Joe Johnson and Overseas Elite played like yes, yesterday, July. I keep saying yesterday, like y'all going to watch this at the time. I, like exactly the time I put it out. But yeah, um, they played like uh, July 11th. And they play again at July 12th, so they're playing a the back-to-back. -back. That's kind of crazy. But now if you think about the NBA, it's about to start up, so they're probably, probably trying to wrap this up. Then they, they can get their shine and not get outshined by the NBA start. So if you want to watch that, they play at July 12th. If you listen to this, it's today at 4 and uh, today at 6. And if you don't listen to this today, well, and listen to this uh, on another day, well, you missed it. <laughs> you missed it. Um, yeah, so... The TBT makes me hope 
makes me have hope that the NBA is definitely going to get into the groove with the season and not have too many hiccups because I haven't seen too many hiccups for the basketball tournament. So that's all I have for for the uh, sports versus COVID-19. Let me know down in the comment section down below what you think about sports versus COVID-19. And do you think they should postpone the NCAA, the football, the NCAA football season? And also send me a voice message on Anchor or send me uh, or just click my link tree in my bio to uh, access my social medias and just send me a, a, a direct message on one of those uh, sites, one of those um, media outlets. And just let me know what you think about the whole battle between whether or not to have sports because of COVID-19. Yeah, so we talked about that. We're going to switch it up for a little. We're going to switch it up a little bit. So now we're going to get into the music section. And I've been wanting to talk about this album for a while because this is a, this is a really good album. Like post hummus albums, I don't really like because when an artist passed, they don't really have too much say so about the album, obviously. And... I've heard so many stories about artists going back and forth between different versions of songs and wanting to add this, wanting to add that. The ones who care. And I believe Pop Smoke, I mean, cared about his music, even though he talked about a lot of um, um, gangster like activities or just like, you, well, you, if you listen to Pop Smoke, you know what he, he's referring to. And I mean, he's on Republic Records, so... He's on a huge record label and um he's he's just a huge pop star. When you when you're on the Republic Records, when you're on the label like Republic Records, you're not going on there for them to just barely like just push you to the wayside, which could happen. But when you're a, a superstar like Pop Smoke, they're definitely gonna push you till the wheels fall off. And that's why I don't like post hummus albums because whenever you pass in the album a company puts out your album i don't want to say they reap all the benefits from it from the album streaming and all that because i haven't seen i don't really want to get into it too much but i haven't seen one post about from republic saying that these proceeds go 100 percent to pot smokes family i mean you haven't seen that at all so i'm wondering because i know when when a rapper signs a contract in case of death the royalties and licensing goes to somebody else most times a family member so i don't know if it went to his mom parents dad it's like usually it could be one it could be both it could be somebody else i don't know who it went to but hopefully they start speaking up on how that works on how they get paid when his music is released because at the end of the day, it is a contract. Labels do have to make their money, but at the same time, the artist has to make their money too. It's not a one-way street, you know? So, anyways, enough of the politics and uh, releasing music. Let's get into one of the first tracks that I like from this album. It's called, uh, the whole album is called Shoot for the Stars, Aim, Aim for the Moon. And it's such a great album. I mean, the album cover is simple. It's like a rose, um, black canvas in the background. It's just pretty simple just remembering how pop smoke you know just a nice a nice little album cover when it first came out with uh well, i don't know if y'all care about that but like 
if you know his name Virgil Abloh or whatever people he's been famous for the uh, two Virgils meme because of what he said about Black Lives Matter but he made a cover for Pot Smoke and it was like pretty bad like it looked like a cover between Drake's What a Time to Be Alive and, and um, Post Malone's Beer Bongs and Bentley's but anyways the album cover was just trash but let's get into one of the one of my favorite tracks from this album i just thought this sample has this sample is my favorite sample of 2020 i mean it's just so hilarious but anyways let's get into it so you got the job doing Bro, what i get paid to snitch now it's really classified i can't even really talk about this shit, my oh my god i don't reason i'm telling you because you're my boy but don't f with me you see what i did to roger you I'm seen what i did to roger 40 years he had 40 years 40 years you didn't want to sign that plea 40 years dang with me. Selfish show. Who the bless this beat? Yeah. Look at my status. No, I'm not bragging. I'm not average. My bitch want a paddock. I bought a whip and I told her stop nagging. So you can hear the, uh, you heard the sample. Heard a little intro from Quavo, from Quavius. Yeah, he was on this album three times. I think, if I had to guess, I would think that him and Pop Smoke were really had a chemistry because whenever you make a lot of songs with one artist usually you have that chemistry to make the to want to keep making songs and let alone release the song so i wouldn't be surprised if quavo has some more pop smoke features in the tuck for his album or for the migos album but this but that song was really good because it was talking about you know it was talking about snitching and everybody knows takashi 69 snitched and everything and it was just a great anthem for people anti that you know just anti-snitching so it was a great, uh, it was a great attempt at a national anti-snitching like anthem. And so for that, that's why it was one of my favorites because the meme, the little sample they use at the beginning is pretty funny. Like, like the 40 years part is hilarious. Like the way he just said it. But uh, Quavo and Pop Smoke has another song on this album called West Coast that I thought. I think Quavo had his best verse on this song because he's on this album three times, but I think he had the best verse on this song. So let's listen to it. You can hear it right now. <clears throat> Look, pot smoker most on West Coast. Hey, New York, I got a West Coast. West Coast. Huncho on that West Coast. West Coast. Left wrist, both wrists, that's some bricks. If the options in the spot, red dot Somebody call Batman, I'm robbing. I got him, smoke, I pop him. Put the don't pot in that she pop him. T-Drama. Yeah, after that, you gotta cut it off. But at the beginning, like, this song is really good. I don't like to hate on Tiger, but at the same time, like, I don't think he really fit on this song because the Pop Smoke Quavo dynamic throughout this whole song, them going back and forth on the hook, I think it, I think it could have been just... Quavo and Pop Smoke song and it would have a big would have had a bigger effect I think but I mean they probably put a Tyga on this for a reason because I think the reason they put these these certain people on the album is because Pop Smoke had a list of features he wanted to a list of artists he wanted to collab with so um one of the best one of the best songs I think on this album like I think this is the best song on no I don't think I don't know Either between Got It On Me or Enjoy Yourself featuring Carol G. I think those are the 
but this album is just so good yeah i think those are the two songs that's best on this album or maybe gangsters but it's between those three but definitely the most diverse song on this album is enjoy yourself because if you listen to pop smokes earlier projects he always was rapping on similar beats i wouldn't say the exact same beats but the the drill beats he would use would be like very I don't know it would be the same repetitive I don't know if repetitive is the right word because he really keeps you engaged by how he talks about like the gangster life or whatever but the way he switched it up on this album and just showed that he could expand more as an artist just makes you like even more wish you wish he was still here so let's look getting to enjoy yourself featuring Carol G and I think this is the best the most diverse song on the album so. Let me get into it. Okay, first I'm going to get into it and then make sure I get the right section of the song. Because I'm playing the clean version of the album, obviously, because I don't like too much cussing in my podcast. Because I want this to be enjoyable for a lot of a broader audience so they can get um, this information rather than me just... Rather than it be a lot of cussing and just, uh, rather just be a lot of cussing and a lot of people just turn it off because of the, turn the ears off because of the cussing. You know, that's a real thing. Sometimes that's why they say not to cuss at somebody when you talk to them because they're just not here to mess with They'll just focus on the cuss word. But, anyways, I'm pulling this song up right now. Okay, here we go. I'm going to mute this, and now y'all can listen to it with me. So this is the best track that I, I think this is the most diverse track on the album. Maybe you should enjoy yourself. Boy, stuff need no help. They say fly girls have more fun. So what? So you should enjoy yourself. Yeah, yeah. You should enjoy yourself. So as you can hear, Enjoy Yourself is definitely different from all the other songs on his previous albums. And he's def- he's trying to step out of his lane, not his lane, trying to step out of his comfort zone to grow as an artist. And that's just great to see like in a post hummus album to still see development in artists is just because he's he passed away i mean obviously uh, so it's just it's nice to see that he he was going in a direction to evolve and not just stay the same person talking about gangsters and killing because it, it, it's weird to hear a person who passed away the way he did talk about killing and all that so it's just it's just kind of weird uh, Pop Smoke's first week album sales, though, were, were revealed, and he sold 250,000 first week. And for those that don't know how good that is, that's, like, huge. Like, for artists to sell over 100,000 is a huge W. So, for Pop Smoke to sell over 250,000 just showed how much he connected to the New York people. And people was really calling him the next up to take over New York because he was one of those that just really captivated an audience, obviously, because even in passing, he can 
bring in 250,000 streams. Well, not 250,000 streams. Sell 250,000 copies, basically, because of his uh, impact on the culture. So that was just nice to see how he, how 50, because, um, so backtracking a little bit, 50 Cent made this album and he curated it, executive produced it. Well, I don't know if he executive, I don't know if he officially got that title, but basically he put the album together, which is why he's on one of the most, uh, stream, streamed albums on strings, streamed songs on the album, which is, uh. The song with Roddy Rich, because anything with Roddy Rich just goes up for some reason. It's called The Woo. It's like the 10th track on the album. 50 Cent put himself on it, probably knowing that it was going to blow up. It's one of the, it's a good, I mean, the whole album is just, the album is so good. It makes you think that Pop Smoke was still like, not still here, but like he had a final say on how it came out. And for an album to sound that good is just kind of scary. But they did say Pop Smoke always had heavy influence from 50 Cent. So 50 Cent probably knew where to take his sound and how to make his sound form a album that the his fans' audience would digest in a way that they did. Because now they're going to come out with a deluxe album sometime soon, I'm hoping. But there was a lot of beef with the deluxe album because of a rapper called Pusha T and another rapper called Young Thug being on the same song and Pusha T was taking shots at Drake well not shots like literally shots but verbal shots because of his verse um, his verse talking about empty threats and everything that because he was talking about because it's a whole different story, but basically Pusha T and Drake don't like each other. <laughs> so Pusha T was saying a lot of things towards Drake on this record. Pop Smoke record, like let me let me remind you, this is still the Pop Smoke Deluxe album. And Pusha T took it upon himself to diss Drake on this deluxe album. So he said those empty threats only sound good on your records, slash if the And he said some he basically started going on a whole different type of flow and I don't know if he was poking fun at the fact that Drake has many different flows but basically he says his, his words have empty threats not gonna do anything you know the basic rapper stuff Young Thug being on the same song responded and said he didn't respect the verse and said that he only did that cause him and Gunna was on the song I didn't even know Gunna was on the song but him and Gunna and he said Pusha T should have just did down his own song instead of just doing it on that. And of course, you know, Pusha T being the guy that he is came right back with a response saying that. Oh, Young Thug was saying that his verse was taken. Uh, OK, somehow Pusha, Pusha T's verse got taken off the deluxe song. Somehow I say somehow I know Drake took it off. And Pusha T said Drake took it off because he responded and said he told the label what the verse was about. The same way he told what another previous verse he was trying to put out uh, was about and, and got it taken off. So basically he said uh, Drake is like the police and he don't mess with police people, but he understands. 
something like that. Something along the lines of Drake basically blocked him for being from putting that verse out on that song, which I don't know how he has the power to do that. That's beyond me. <laughs> but he also responded to Pusha T directly saying he would never need his respect for what he for what uh, himself Pusha T brings to the rap game. So Young Thug, uh, Young Thug really like stood up for Drake at the end of the day. Pusha T said that Steven Victor should take his. Uh, he demanded for him to take him off the deluxe album to avoid any confusion from the amazing body of work of Pop Smoke, and that's interesting because he put it on there in the first place. And now that, I mean, I guess it makes sense, but at the same time. Drake disses a lot of artists on other people's songs. So with Pop Smoke being the being signed to, signed to Republic and Victor Victor, Pusha Pusha T is signed to the same label. It's like, it all comes back to executive and label. When you get to a certain point, it all comes back to the label beef. Like Nicki Cardi, Atlantic don't like Nicki, so they made Cardi the, po- the poster child to, for anti Nicki. I mean, it always comes back to the label. Victor doesn't like Drake, so he allowed Pusha T to say that verse. Pusha T to put that verse on Pop Smoke's album. Young Thug and Gunna have a good relationship with Drake and OVO Records, so they spoke out about it, made it a huge deal. So the fans will pressure Pusha T to to take the verse off the song, even though Drake supposedly already took it off behind the scenes somehow, which. I don't know how that part played out, but anyways, basically it's petty beef, and um, it did that on Pop Smoke's deluxe album, which is kind of it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. I don't think that was the best album to do put the verse on. I mean, he could have. I mean, he did try to put it on the Rick Ross track, and Drake still took it off. So, I mean, it's like push a T probably like I can't put on, I can't put no verse out dissing this dude because <laughs> Drake is just gonna take it off. Which I mean. If you have as much power as Drake, then you—I mean—you might do the same thing. So that's all I have for the Pusha T Drake beef. Hopefully, they hash it out. They probably won't because of what Pusha T said. But I mean, if you don't want—I'm not gonna get into it. But if you want to see what Pusha T said to Drake, I mean, you can look it up. It's called uh, Pusha T. Just look up Pusha T Drake this song. I mean, it'll probably pop up like it's everywhere. Only reason I'm not gonna talk about it because it's just it's just old news to me, and the only reason to bring it back up because he's still talking about it. But anyways, uh, I think that was all I had. Yeah, that was all I had on the music side. Uh, let me know in the comment section down below. What do you think about the Pop Smokes? What do you think about Pop Smokes' new album? Was it fire? Well, not was it fire or trash, but because that's kind of harsh for it being a Pop Smokes album. What's your favorite track off the album? And what do you think about Pusha T versus Drake? Do you think they should leave it alone? Or do you think they should keep trading versus talking about each other? Even though Pusha T can't put it out because Drake supposedly keeps blocking it. And I keep saying supposedly, but I believe Drake did that. I mean, Drake's really petty. If you really follow Drake's history, he's like very petty. But anyways. Switching up the gears a little bit, getting off of, getting off of music. We're gonna switch it up. And we're going to get into gaming. So now, this is the part of the pod 
where I get into one of the main reasons I started this YouTube channel, and uh, that's gaming. So we're going to get into one of the topics I've been wanting to talk about, but I haven't had the slots available to talk about it yet because it's not really pop culture because it's kind of niche like for a niche audience it's not exactly gaming because it's a streaming platform and a lot of stuff you can stream on a streaming platform besides gaming like you could do yoga you could do like fitness uh you could do basically a lot of other things besides gaming but mixer known is known for gaming well was known for gaming but the reason I said was is because Mixer, for those that don't know, Mixer Collapse, which is a game. already explained it. Anyways, Mixer Collapse due to overspending and toxic work conditions. People say so allegedly. I keep saying allegedly a lot, but I think these reports are true. I mean, why would there be action behind it if these reports wasn't true? But then again, I guess people can make up false rumors off of some actions but anyways they say these were former mixer employees so that's why people are giving it so much credibility june 25th uh there was an announcement that came out that microsoft gaming streaming platform would uh go through oh june 25th they were struggling with uh some employees not being happy or something about that and, and mixer not treating their employees well or just treating them with respect which a lot of companies go through like a lot of companies go through that but i guess mixer just came to a head and i mean it was once called beam and um microsoft took over because they had a lot of faith in it and so they changed it um changed everything about it and they changed the name beam to mixer in 2016. And then I think after that, they just started like trying to figure out how to beat Twitch. Like that was the main thing after that, trying to figure out how to beat Twitch. And the thing they messed up, in my opinion, is that they really didn't have a big fan base like Twitch and uh, YouTube, another streaming platform has. Like the base streaming uh, fan base was not like... It wasn't the same <laughs> basically like mixer didn't have the the growing the, the foundation that youtube and twitch built before they blew up and so that's why i think they had the biggest problem trying to compete with twitch and so one of the things they did to try to compete with twitch and youtube's top talent is that they just tried to like buy them out like an nba contract like they try to approach them and just throw money the way to, for them to join the pro platform, which is why in 2019, Mixer reportedly paid uh, Ninja, one of the biggest streamers ever, 20 to 30 million to come to their platform, which is a crazy deal in itself. And they gave a similar deal to his buddy Shroud. And <clears throat> even though you threw money the way, you still didn't have the foundation for the audience to cross over. So the audience didn't like I think like 50% of the audience crossed over if not even that um the communities reportedly never even stayed Mixer never attracted the same audience that they saw on Twitch that they saw Ninja and Shroud pull on Twitch Ninja's uh views 
uh, followers was 3.2 million on Mixer, while his inactive Twitch profile had 15 million. So that should just tell you something. Like the company was also plagued with the not treating the cup uh, the cus- the employees right. So along with overpaying Ninja and Shroud, which I don't have any like I don't want that to be a negative on Ninja and Shroud, they got the bag. But Mixer, on the other hand, it was negative for them because they didn't get the required benefits that they thought they was going to get for buying out Ninja and Shroud. So for Ninja and Shroud, I'm like, nah, that's a that's a great move for uh, gamers because you just look at them. They set in the market for you, basically. The higher that it's like the Patrick Mahomes deal, not to switch gears, but the higher the, the highest contract goes. The more it brings up the lowest contract, in my opinion. So, if a top streamer is went from ten million to thirty million, well, just think about the lowest streamer may go from three hundred thousand to four, five, six hundred thousand. That's just how I think, but it may not be how it works. But that's just how I believe. If if the top gamer wins, we all win. But anyways, could just put respects on that genre. Mixer basically was having trouble and just had a fork, uh, not foreclose, whatever. Uh, Microsoft had to partner with Facebook Gaming because they was getting a lot of heat. I think from black people, I say black, um, black employees, because I think they was they they put out a business email if I'm not mistaken, calling their like employees slaves. I think I was hearing from like a a, a Mixer streamer. Like, like she was saying, like they there was an email she was looking at, and they was calling her, like her a, a slave. I was like, slave, like, like a slave, slave. <laughs> like, imagine being called a slave in 2020. Like, these gaming companies are really out here wilding. And I mean, it's not even mixed. It, it's really, I don't want to say it's Twitch, but Twitch has some tendencies to, um to 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 uh, i don't know the word the right word but but basically they, they go towards a certain dem- they try to get a certain demographic to exclude another demographic if you get what i'm saying like they have certain parties i've heard this like directly from from people they have certain parties that only a certain demographic goes to and it's more them minorities i'm just gonna say minority and they'll have a big party for minorities and um for everybody basically it's like some 1960s type stuff but anyways getting off of that so they went away um getting into the ninja shroud part which is the like the best part in my opinion is the best news to come out because like i just explained them getting this bag just makes it not easier but makes it more acceptable for gamers to get paid because even though it didn't have the intended effect on mixer them getting that type of bag just makes it makes it almost not normalizes it but pushes it towards the boundaries of making it normal and in um in society so 
hopefully gamers start being like we start getting in the bag and, and, and start being like athletes like this athlete signed to this streaming platform this athlete signed to this streaming platform but right now we just have twitch and youtube now that mixer's gone uh competition brings out the best in people and for mixer going away that just makes the competition even fierce or not fierce but like even harder against other up-and-coming uh streaming platforms because to compete with twitch and youtube and you see what happened to mixer i don't know how they're gonna do it but anyways uh ninja ninja shroud or right now are trying to figure out whether to, to stream on twitch or youtube um i think ninja had a stream on youtube or whatever and at the end he said like this is just a stream not no contract no anything and for everybody who donated he's gonna turn it off next time he streams which I mean, come on now. Who is he fooling with that? <laughs> he's not turning off his donation. But for him saying it, I get, I don't know. No, he's not turning off his donation. So it don't even matter why he said it. Next time he streams, I think it will come with an announcement on whether he's streaming ex exclusively with, if he's going back to Twitch or if he's going to start just exclusive, exclusively streaming on YouTube. In my opinion, I think he should go to YouTube. I mean, you already tried out Mixer because they gave you the huge bag. Why not try out YouTube? Because I know YouTube has the bag. Like, I don't even think. I think Facebook Gaming. Nah, I don't. I want to say Facebook Gaming was offering more than Mixer, but M Facebook Gaming has such a like you, you. The way I was talking about Mixer's foundation, Facebook doesn't even have a fa foundation when it comes to Facebook Gaming. So. That makes sense to why uh, Ninja didn't go there. So, yeah, but getting into like getting into Shroud though, well, they both like got a forty million. Well, they said a combined. It was reported it was a combined forty million dollar payout for having the Microsoft-owned streaming platform buyouts in the in the contract. So they both can go wherever they like like they feel like going but twitch and youtube is the two options just to be real because the other streaming platforms i mean where are you gonna go to facebook gaming like come on now anyways uh the exclusive contracts with mixer did good at first in drawing attention to the platform but it just it just didn't last like it's just one of those things that everything that that glitters isn't gold and that was just the the biggest it, and Ninja and Shroud going to Mixer was just the biggest example of that because Mixer did not grow at all. Like, people was trying to clown Ninja views. Like, imagine that. But even though he was still pulling the crowd, he wasn't pulling nearly as much as he did with Twitch. So, Ninja and Shroud going to... Going to uh, Ninja and Shroud, I mean, I don't know where they're going to go. They had a huge buyout. It's like, it's like the Carmelo deal. When he was done playing with his team, or not done with playing with his team, but his team didn't want him no more, so they just bought out his contract and he got it all his money in full just to not be on a team. It was like the opposite with Ninja and Shroud. Mixer wanted them on a the team, but they couldn't afford them no more, so they just had a they couldn't afford to keep the services up no more, so they just bought out their contract and it was like it was like here, I mean we're going away, so. The only thing that was bad about it is that the 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 people on that platform that was like lower not lower but like um lesser known names they probably had more of a hit because like 
them just being told like we're gonna funnel y'all to facebook and like most of them probably don't even want to go to facebook and don't have the deals like ninja and shroud to just be like let me just start a whole new uh channel on twitch which is what some of them are doing which is why some twitch people are, are kind of upset because upset because they're getting like partnerships right away which twitch people from the very beginning had to work for it Anyways, that's just a little streamer uh, beef that I just touched on and nothing really too crazy. I mean, Ninja and Shroud, they're going to get their bag. Already got their bag from Mixer. Now they can re-up again. However, uh, next they go to, I don't know if they'll get as big of a bag. I don't, I probably don't think so. Twitch and YouTube don't really, I don't say they don't need them, but like they're sitting pretty with this Mixer shutdown. They're definitely sitting pretty. So can't wait to see where they go uh ninja's one of the biggest streamers shroud i don't really know too much about him all i know is him and uh ninja are pretty good friends so yeah i don't really know too much about them but anyways i'm gonna switch it up a little bit now we're gonna get into pop culture now this is the segment of the pod where I get into whatever was popular throughout the week. <laughs> and for the United States, I want I want to say specifically because this is a huge like topic. But TikTok being looked at as supposedly being banned, the the looking to to banning TikTok in the U.S. And not just TikTok, but a lot of other apps, including TikTok. And TikTok just made the main page because, you know, I mean, it's TikTok. Huge. What Vine could have been, but just didn't have the support, really. Um, it's just because of the tensions between the United States and China. I'm not really going to get into that too much. Um, they're just looking at banning TikTok because of how they're saying that the the... the China apps kind of like spy on people when it when you use it and it, it's just because of the I mean bite by dance which is part of TikTok thinking of banning that um Tencent thinking of ban banning their apps and just because of like the security state of how it works and I mean it has a lot of other politics that go into it because you know a lot of this stuff with America and China has been like, you know, borderline, not volatile, but borderline is is getting to a point where a lot of stuff is going to start getting being cut out from each other's uh, countries. Like, so, I mean, that's just the main thing about TikTok. Really, TikTok's not a huge story. I just wanted to touch on it because it's pop culture and a lot of people seem to care about it. So, I mean, the U.S. Army banned it banned their soldiers for even using tiktok over the security worry uh worries and and that's just because like they say it's a security risk they're like they say it's a security threat once again and so that's just weird to see whenever y'all use tiktok do y'all like think tiktok is invading your privacy or looking at you through the camera let me know in the comment section down below but then the military was the first to do this like the first to ban tiktok basically essentially just because of um security reasons and they just said that like 
the the navy also made the decision in like mid-december so that should tell you something that they've been on top of it they've been seeing what tiktok was doing i mean chinese is a lot of is is really a tech giant so u.s is suspicious because they don't want that to get to the point where chinese government can see everything about well not everything but like can get certain crucial data that they shouldn't be getting access to through a child's app if you get what i'm saying so u.s is looking to banning that um this is real more political than anything like as, as i'm reading through this article it's bringing up a lot of situations that are very political for me i just want to cover it on the surface and, and not just because i don't want to get deeper into politics it's just because there's no need to like basically u.s doesn't like the app because of it uh being deemed a security threat quote unquote quote unquote and um China being behind the whole app being as its uh, multinational conglomerate. I mean, they already got fined by the U.S. 5.7 million for illegally collecting personal information from children under the age of 13, including names, email addresses and the locations. Now the locations is the weird part. What do they need the locations for? But that's the weird part. Um, so you could just see how like the tensions are rising between America and China, and then just TikTok is just another example of how um, if you fall out with a country, then their their inventions gotta well not inventions, but like their um, creations gotta go too. Like whatever's popular. That's not really essential. It, it gotta go. <laughs> like TikTok's definitely not essential, but Americans do love TikTok. Best believe every artist, every major record label is trying to push their music through the most popular TikTok artists. I mean, just look at the great, the best artists in the world right now. Just look at Drake. I mean, he put out Tootsie Slide, and uh, that's a TikTok-based song. Slide to the left, slide to the right, do the tootsie roll and the turn around. Now I'm just playing. I don't think those are the lyrics, but anyways, this is structured towards TikTok. So it's just like, how much can one country take before they just start banning all your stuff and you have no influence over what we do? So it's just a weird dynamic between America and China. And yeah, that's really. Um, that's really all I have for uh, for TikTok and for, for the pop culture segment. I mean, let me know down in the t- comment section down below. What do you think about TikTok spying on children, allegedly? And they'll be under 13. Well, not under 13, but 13 as of that. Like, that's just creepy and weird. But what do you think about that? Um, do you think t- uh, TikTok, the, the big question I want to get, I want you to get out of this. I want to answer from you is uh do you think that tiktok should be banned from the united states and do you think that tiktok she even be so um she even be as big as it is as it is because uh obviously china's making big money off of the data they're collecting off of children so 
it's just a very weird dynamic that's going on right now but yeah that's all i got for the pop culture tiktok uh we got through so just to sum the pod up that that's all i have on my notes uh we just got we got through the quote of the pod was safety so remember that sports versus covid19 Remember that uh, Pop Smoke's new album? We talked. To, we touched on the Pusha T Drake beef, Aubrey versus Terrence, uh, Mixer. We talked about that Ninja and Shroud deals, and then we got through TikTok pop culture. So uh, let me know what you want me to talk about in the next podcast. Uh, for this podcast, I really wanted to touch on the um, tick, the not TikTok, the um, Mixer because I've been wanting to talk about that for a while because that's huge. I mean, that changes the landscape of streaming and how people make the money by people watching them games so that's a huge blow the stream was trying to blow up on a non-popular platform and so yeah i mean that's tough for them but let me know what you think how they're gonna make it out and do you think mixer and do you think twitch will eventually just uh be leaps and bounds better than every other streaming platform because the only competition i see for them right now is youtube let me know in the comment section down below send me a voice message on anchor because that's about it for the episode thanks for tuning in to the notorious mass effect podcast and don't be afraid to send me a voice message on anchor letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities Make sure to hit that subscribe button on my YouTube and share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Notorious Mass Effect.